0: this is scott host of the unprocessed knowledge podcast and black author you could get all three of my books my first book systematic racism and capitalism alliance of oppression my second book hypocrisy in america the veil of white supremacy and my third book my first novel exodus 2035 all available on amazon.com and amazon kindle if you don't have a kindle you can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet, and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Um, don't forget U&U Network. You can find that on Instagram, U&U underscore network, where you can find all the shows uh, under the U&U Network. Shout out to the U&U Network, you know what I'm saying, and all those podcasts that's on U&U Network. Think for the U&U Network. that has brothers at U&U Network. You can check out the socials at U-A-N-D-U. UNDERSCORE NETWORK.
1: Tonight about this video appearing to show Border Patrol agents confronting refugees aggressively on the Rio Grande. I don't think anyone seeing that
2: footage uh, would think it was acceptable or appropriate.
1: The conditions under the International Bridge in Del Rio, Texas, a border town 150 miles west of San Antonio, also raising eyebrows. Reporting and shocking images and video from Al Jazeera shows that border patrols abusive treatment toward Haitians um, continues at the southern border. Now, thousands of them have come to the border in recent weeks, seeking asylum in the United States, uh, but the Biden administration continues to uh, conduct mass deportations without giving asylum seekers a fair hearing or even a shot to apply for asylum. I'll get to those details in just a second but it is important to see the type of tree.
0: Welcome back to the unprocessed knowledge podcast, that clip courtesy of the young Turks. It is quite the situation going down at the Mexican American border. You have a camp of about 12,000 Haitian immigrants that came from Haiti through South America up into Mexico Who are trying to cross the border and get asylum in the United States. And they were met by border patrol agents on horsebacks with whips. They are literally whipping black people on the border. Like it's 1821 and not 2021. All right. They is whipping negros trying to cross the border, trying to gain some asylum. Now, what happened to the DACA program? What happened to the Dreamers program? What happened to all these laws to grant immigrants a path to citizenship? Well, those laws only work for so-called Latin Americans. Those don't work for niggas. President Biden is telling all all them Haitians, and we covered this before. We've actually covered this quite a few times on the last, uh, the most recent three or four episodes He's telling Haitians you can't come here, stay in Haiti. America doesn't want you. Not only is he saying it, he's doing it. He is. They, the United States of America, are literally flying Haitian immigrants back to Haiti. That's trying to come across the border and get asylum in the United States. Now, about a month ago, they airlifted over a hundred thousand people from Afghanistan who no longer wanted to be in Afghanistan. Brought about, I think, what sixty thousand to America alone, dropped off another forty or fifty thousand anywhere in the world. They didn't have to go to the immigration and customs. They got paperwork, they got a roof over their head, they got a stipend, they got put in programs to where they can get jobs so they can get off of public assistance and and do for themselves. Not to saying they don't deserve it, but for the people of Haiti, they get whipped at the border, and I mean, if you've seen the pictures. Good God Almighty! I mean, these, these, the you got these border patrol agents on horseback, with these big old cowboy hats on. He got his police vests on. He got his firearm on his side. He's got law and order and all the authority on the earth under his belt, and he is swinging a whip, whipping Negroes trying to cross the border. And he just looks like he is having the time of his life. Now, for some of you who may not know, there is no protocol saying the Border Patrol agents beat people with whips. Look, you're a Border Patrol agent. Your job is to protect the border. That's your job. You got a job to do. But there is protocol. There are regulations and statutes. Right. When someone is trying to cross the border illegally illegally. You stop them. You detain them. You round them up in a vehicle. You take them to the local processing center, and the process goes from there. Nowhere in the protocol does it say it's beat the hell out of somebody with a whip. I, where did who is this? Who are these people? Who? How did they come up with? Okay, um, this is what we gonna do tomorrow for all these niggers that's trying to cross the border. We gonna go get some whips. And we're just going to beat the hell out of them with whips. That's what we're going to do. We're going to ride around on horseback and beat them with whips. Just like our ancestors did. I mean, the nature of this oppressor that is ruling over us in America. I mean, these people are monsters, man. These people are monsters. Man, I didn't get so into it, I almost forgot to introduce. I think I did introduce the show. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at Unprocessed underscore knowledge hit the follow button drop me a comment everybody everybody please 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 hit the subscribe button download the show after you listen to it you can delete it the way podcast works in order for us to get our numbers in order for us to get promoted in these algorithms on social media as well as itunes and spotify the more people who download the more people who hit the like button the more people who leave a review it helps other people find out about the show who may not have known if you find it in your heart you can share the show on your social media give us a repost we really like that it won't cost you nothing also everybody should be following the UNU network on Instagram we putting out content daily all the time we're going to get you through your work week Shout out to Three Stars Two Bars. They are putting out some excellent content. They have a very interactive show. They go live every week. You can be part of their live broadcast. You can tune in. You can call up. You can put your two cents in. You can add to the topic. You could be a part of the show. Shout out to Separate the Two Podcasts. Shout out to Taste to Consider podcast. Shout out to the Reservation for Three Podcasts. Shout out to Kodashine and shout out to the subscribership, the viewership. Everybody who follows me on Instagram, I really appreciate you guys. You can click the link tree in my bio if you need access to this show on iTunes. You can find it in the link tree in my bio. If you have an Android phone, you need access to the show, you can find the link tree in my bio. If you are looking for my products, I am the author of three books. Link tree in the bio. If you want to donate to the show, you can also do that through guess where? The link tree in my bio. Don't do this very often, and I'm probably never gonna do this again on this show. I'm gonna talk about me briefly, because this show ain't about me, it's about y'all. I say the same my show this is your show. Why did I write 3 books? I'm going to tell you why. I am a content creator. I create content. The oldest form of creating content is the written form. That is the oldest form of creating content, so I started creating content in the written form. I wrote my first book, Systemic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. Why? I wrote this book in 2014. And at the time, the a very popular misconception was, it's not racism, it's capitalism. This is when Barack Obama was president of the United States. A lot of people would say, it's not racism, it's capitalism. It's not racism, it's capitalism. Well, If you don't understand what capitalism is and how capitalism works, you may not understand that capitalism is really a derivative of racism. Right. All of the negative factors that is socially produced by a system of capitalism is driven by racism systemic racism that's what it's driven by and if you don't understand that everything else will confuse you if you don't understand how systemic racism white supremacy works everything else will confuse you so that's why I wrote my first book to break all that down it's just not my opinion it is very historical I have references but it's also very short you could probably read this book in two, three hours. It's really a micro book, to be honest with you, my first book. I didn't write it to be too worthy. I didn't write it to prove how smart I was. I didn't write it to put in a whole bunch of big college words to prove to everyone, you know, how many books I read. I really wrote it to explain to my people in plain, everyday language how racism and capitalism are partners and how they have worked historically and today to oppress black people specifically. Now, I am not a fascist i don't believe that we should just do away with the system of capitalism because that's the system that we live living in but if you don't understand the rules to the game you'll never be able to play i think a lot of people we just get thrown into the game of life and we don't really get explained what the rules truly are and that is a quick way to set ourselves up for failure you got to look at it like this if two people are competing In the same sport, if one person wrote the rules and the second person doesn't even understand what the rules are, who do you think is going to win? Us as black people in America, we are up against an opponent who wrote the rules and we don't even understand what the rules are. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, the Veil of White Supremacy, available on Amazon.com. Why did I write that book? Well, surprise, surprise. I got a positive response to the first book I wrote. I got a positive response, and I judge a positive response on the reaction from people who I don't know. So I got a positive response from people who I don't know, who I never met, who contacted me and encouraged me to do more. They wanted more. Their only complaint was the book was a little too short. They wanted me to do do another one. And if you go on Amazon, I actually do have very positive reviews. So I wrote my second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy that walks through systemic racism and white supremacy in America from a historical standpoint from its inception to today, not just how it has affected us historically but how it affects us today. Now this book is a little bit more of a lengthy read. I'd say it would probably take you about Two, put aside thirty minutes a day, five days a week. You can read this book in about two weeks. Again, it's not my opinion. I use history, logic, and facts. I sort my 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 references. References are very important, so you know I'm just not making things up. I do real. We do real scholarly work here at the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus twenty thirty five. I wrote a novel. For those who don't know what that is, a novel is a fictional story. Uh, it's more like a novella because it's short. It's a micro novel. Mm, you can probably read this in three, four hours. I don't write. When I, when I write something, I want to keep your attention. And I understand that people have very short attention spans these days. It's, you know, y- your attention span is about long enough for, for Instagram story or TikTok video. So I try not to be too lengthy when I write, but this is just a fictional story. And the premise behind it is in a post-World War III society, what if black people were the only people left in America? That's the premise behind the story. And the story goes on from there. No more white folk. Well, I'm not going to say no more white folk. There are white people here. They're just no longer the majority. Right. Population flips. So now black people in America, about 80 percent of the population and white people in america are the what the five percent that's the premise of the novel and i also wrote a screenplay based off the novel so netflix amazon Prime. if you're listening got a screenplay ready to go just um go ahead and uh drop that bag and we can do some business but now back to the regularly scheduled program enough about me i hate talking about myself i'm not very interested let's get back to what you really came here for
2: A Colorado man was sentenced to 16 years in federal prison for brutally stabbing a man and nearly killing him. On its face, it might seem the kind of thing that resulted from a fight in a bar or a drug deal, the kind of story that might merit a little paragraph in a local paper. But this was something else entirely. The convicted man chose his victim, whom he did not know, for one reason only because he's black, and he told authorities he does not like black people. It's just one example of a disturbing trend reported by the FBI recently. Hate crimes rose in 2020, their highest levels in more than a decade, and the majority, nearly 62%, were motivated by race and ethnicity, and of those, more than a third targeted African Americans. This new data also comes amid a sharp rise in reported attacks on people of Asian descent, including several horrifying attacks on elders and women. Attorney General Merrick Garland issued a statement about this, saying, quote, hate crimes instill fear across entire communities and undermine the principles on which our democracy stands, unquote. We wanted to talk more about this and we wanted to hear from someone with firsthand experience. So we
0: hate crimes is on the rise, highest level in a decade, and one third of that is targeted at black people specifically. I wonder how much of that took place down on the Texas um, Mexico border. With the border patrols whooping black people with whips. Keep your head on swivel out there, guys. I mean, what has really changed over the last 50, 100, 300 years? They still can't wait to brutalize a Negro. Now, this dude, he walking around stabbing people for one reason, one reason only. The, flag, the first black person he sees, he's pulling out his knife and he is going to work. This is what we're dealing with out here. Don't think because it's 2021. Don't think just because... We, done, we had a black president. Don't think just because we, the officer who, Derek Chauvin, is going to prison for killing George Floyd, that is party time. Don't think just because we got a Democrat and the first black female president that we can go to sleep for another four, possibly eight years. Don't think that. That's what your enemy wants you to think. Let me put this idea in your brain. Systemic racism, white supremacy, is warfare. The biggest weapon in warfare is deception. Deception is the biggest weapon in warfare. Why? Because your enemy wants to trick you into thinking that there is no war. There is no battle. There is no fight. There is no racism. All the while, he's working to undermine you. All the while, he's working to pass laws to systematically deprive you. All the while, he is working to put border patrol agents all up and down the southern border of the United States to beat the hell out of you with whips. Systemic racism, white supremacy is warfare. Let's not forget the storm roof that walked up in that church and murdered all them black people. Now you got this guy who's walking around just stabbing anybody because they black. Not just him. You heard the report from the FBI. They know that violent hate crime is as high as it's been in a decade and one third of that is targeted at black people specifically. So while the White House goes on a press run and a multimedia campaign talking about stop Asian hate, when they gonna stop the black hate? When they gonna put a multimedia campaign campaign? When they gonna put together a multimedia campaign to stop that? It is September. Summer is over. Foosball is done kicked off. I took a break last week, but I know y'all didn't miss it. Y'all was probably watching that foosball, not worrying about this little podcast I got. But you know, I think we, I've been thinking about this for a while, guys. I think I want to start my own internet challenge. I mean, we talked about all this crazy, non-productive stuff that go viral all the time. People, you know, eating Tide Pods and Walking up milk crates or, you know, dancing like Meg style, you or this, that, and the third. (laughs) We need to start our own internet challenge for the, you know, for the, for the warrior scholars, for the, for the truth seekers, for the, for the history hitmen. I feel like we need to start our own challenge. We need to start our each one, teach one challenge. If you got a book that you enjoy. If you got a book, it could be any book that you think that you would like to recommend. Go ahead, take a picture of yourself with that book. Throw in the hashtag, each one, teach one. Go ahead, tag me in it. Tag the UNU network in it. Something constructive, something positive. Let's pass on some some logic, some facts, some common sense, some good information, whatever book you into. It could be philosophy, it could be a cookbook, it could be relationship, it could be self-help. It could be fiction, it could be non-fiction, it just has to be a book. Hell, it can even be a it can even be a romance novel, you know. Let's 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 try to keep it PG, you know, keep it PG-13. You know, I, don't, I don't know what some of y'all be into. But let's, you know, it's back to school time let's try to do something positive and let's see if we can not get that going and make that go viral guys i got faith in you i got faith in the in the warrior scholars i got faith in the history hit men. let's go ahead and let's let's uh let's take this one to the top let's you no know, let's rock this let's rock this all september why is it all september damn september's almost over let's go ahead and rock this all the way through november yeah you, know, you know all the way through homecoming season Let's go ahead and do that. I came across this story, and I want to share it just to put things in perspective a little bit. In
1: 2017, because of a court ruling, the Cherokee Nation granted citizenship to people known as freedmen. They are the descendants of people enslaved by the Cherokees. Now other tribes feel pressure to do the same, and Congress is getting involved. Here's Allison Herrera from KOSU in Tulsa. At a small table near the back of the Midwest City Library, Lietta Osborne-Sampson pulls out a census sheet from the late 1800s.
2: My great-great-grandmother,
1: Minerva Moppins, was a medicine woman. The sheet has all the names and some details about her family. She taught
2: my grandfather how to do the herbs and everything, but she helped take care of the people in the nation.
1: Samson is carrying on the family legacy. She's a home health care worker and a band chief for the Seminole Nation Tribal Council. Even though she sits on the Tribal Council and votes on important tribal business, she says she can't receive any tribal benefits like housing or health care. That's because she doesn't have full citizenship.
2: So with our family, to tell me that I don't belong where I am is, is uh, disrespectful. Samson
1: is a Seminole Freedman descendant freedmen were formerly enslaved people of the five tribes that were removed to Oklahoma from the southeast on the Trail of Tears. A quick history lesson. After the Civil War, these same five tribes signed treaties in 1866. As part of those treaties, tribal nations agreed to free their slaves and give them the same rights as other tribal citizens. To Samson, that means citizenship into the Seminole Nation. She points back to that census. So if you're on this here, and this is a census from
2: 1898 to 1914, by blood, why are we having this problem today?
1: The Seminole Nation declined to be interviewed for this story, but says they are considering Freedmen's citizenship. Samson's struggle was bolstered by the Cherokee Nation allowing Freedmen into their tribe, and more recent protests over racial injustice. Last month, she and other Freedmen traveled to Washington, D.C. for a hearing on a key housing bill for Native Americans. They want language put in that legislation, allowing them to receive benefits just like other Seminole citizens do. The Seminole nation says it comes down to sovereignty. They decide who is a citizen, not the U.S.
0: government. Okay, what did you just hear? Let me blow your mind. Some of the Native American tribes, Native, yes, some of the so-called Native American tribes, guess what, they had slaves. Once the federal government abolished slavery, they were forced to free their slaves, and they told their slaves that they could be part of the tribes. But once those benefits came, they told the descendants of these slaves that we don't recognize you as citizens. You're not part of us. You can't get any of these benefits. So as far as some, well, the Seminole Nation in particular, and four of the other five tribes are concerned, black people aren't even citizens. They're not part of them, even though they enslaved their ancestors. Here's the point. Black people, you have no friends. The Native Americans aren't your friends. The Latin Americans aren't your friends. They're not going to help you at the border, okay? They're going to (laughs) be taking advantage of the Dreamers program and DACA and the path to citizenship while your black ass is getting whooped by the white men on horseback. So we might as well come together and work together because we can't depend on nobody else. The Arab man ain't going to help you. The Asian man ain't going to help you. All he cares about is stop Asian hate. Native American, the so-called Native American man, he ain't going to help you. The so-called Latin American folks, they're not going to help you. Everybody is coming together and looking out for their group. So black folks, we need to come together and we need to look out for our group. I mean, what more can I say, man? Everybody else is telling you they don't want you. Everybody else is saying, come on, people from Afghanistan. I know you hate the Taliban. Come on to the United States. We'll make a pathway to citizenship for our. Our our, our friends, our neighbors across the border. But you Haitians, you can't come here. Not only can you not come here, I will gas up an airplane and fly you back to Haiti. We need to stop Asian hate. Yeah, we should stop it. We should stop all hate. But at the same time, we're stopping Asian hate. Hate crime against black folk is the highest it's been in a decade. What more can I say, man? I feel like Jay-Z at this point. I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell y'all. This has been the unprocessed knowledge podcast catch you next time everybody he's he stepping on some toes now and i know they got that camera running and i don't want the camera to catch me applauding because i'm really with these folks and i'm with those folks nigga you should be with the truth stand up for the truth stop dilly-dallying stop pussyfooting stop beating around the bush tiptoeing through the tulips. Speak the truth regardless of circumstance and stand up on the truth from the greater cradle to the grave. That's your divine responsibility and duty to our people here, generations yet unborn, and to our ancestors who have gone on. That's your duty and that's your responsibility.